Hi, my name is Father Mike Schmitz, and this is Ascension Presents. So, when it comes to Mary, like Mary the Mother of God, um, a lot of times uh, Catholics are asked the question, like, why do you talk to Mary when you could talk to Jesus? Like, why, why go to a human being when you could go to God himself? And that is a great question. In fact, um, one of the, one of the uh, I think, one of the fears people have is that if you have a relationship with Mary, that would take away from your, your relationship with God himself. Take, your, take away from your relationship with the God who made everything. Because here's what we believe. Uh, we believe Jesus is fully God, fully human, right? That God is God. Mary's not God. She's not even partly God. She's not even like a smidge God. She's completely human being. We would call Mary uh, the perfect disciple, but we also call Mary something other than that. She's the perfect disciple. She's the mother of God. But there's something even more. Something even more. And so um, when it comes to having a relationship with her, like, why would you want that? Why would you need that? Well, for two reasons. Well, these two reasons that I can think of right now off, off the top of my noggin. The first reason is this one. If I have a relationship with Mary, that'll take away from the love I should have for Jesus, the love I, I should have for God himself. Good question, Camper. Um, I'm not so sure. So back in the day, before I went into seminary, I was dating this gal. And um, at one point, she was like, hey, I want you to meet my, my family. I want you to meet my parents and my little brother. So I, I met her parents. I met her, her little brother and really liked them. And so I, you know, I had a relationship with them, I, with her mom and with her dad, with her little brother. When I got to know them and got to learn to care for them and got to love them, it didn't take anything away from the love I had for her. It actually increased the love I have for her. So actually, loving the people that she loved helped me love her more. I mean, getting to know the people that she knows helped me get to know her more. And the same thing, a very, very similar thing is true when it comes to God. So to get to know someone that God himself loves and knows doesn't take our love away from God. It actually amplifies our love of God. The more you love Mary, the more you should love Jesus. Because what does Mary do? Mary's, Mary's purpose really is to point to her son. I remember hearing back in the day, someone pointing out that like Jesus is the sun. God is the sun, the source of all life, or source of all light. Mary's the moon. She simply reflects the light that comes from the sun. That she doesn't have any light of her own, just like we don't have any light of our own. She reflects the light that comes from the sun. And so when you look at the moon, and you're like, man, it's beautiful tonight. What you're really saying is it's, it's illuminated. The beauty there is illuminated. It's given by the source of the light, which is the sun. Whenever we praise any of the saints, what we're really doing is we're, we're praising the, 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 the wisdom and the power and the skill and the, the, the amazingness of the creator of those saints. On our own, every one of us is basically a zero. But with God, we're more. And every one of the saints, when you praise them and say, my gosh, look at this person's life, it's amazing. What you're basically saying is, look what God did in this person's life. He's amazing. So to uh, pay attention to Mary or any of the saints doesn't take away from God because it points to God's amazingness. Um, secondly, to, to, to love the saints doesn't take away from the love we have for God. It actually amplifies our love for God. It's supposed to amplify our love for God. I guess, yes, you could fall into the trap that some people do, which is to mistake the creation for the creator. There are some people who are so uh, captivated by the beauty of nature that they forget the one who created the nature. Yes, that's possible. 
And maybe, maybe there's some people who are so captivated by the stories of the saints that they forget the one who made the saints, God himself. That's possible. But that's not, what a, that's not what Catholics are called to. What Catholics are called to do is have a relationship with Mary as what? With Mary as our mom. Say, well, that seems, okay, so, okay, I was going, I was tracking with your father, like, okay, makes sense that, yes, I get, that when I got to know my in-laws, hopefully if they're good in-laws and whatnot, uh, that, uh, that, yeah, that I, can, I can love my spouse better. And yes, that when we point to the beauty of the saints, we're really actually pointing to the, to the power of the, and the goodness of the creator. Okay, I got that. But what do you mean, what do you mean marries your mom? Because that's like, that's kind of out there, but it's not that out there. Because one of the last words of Jesus from the cross, right? Jesus had seven, what they call last words from the cross. Now, not seven literal words, um, but seven last things he said from the cross. And one of the things we need to understand is, when here is Jesus, when he's on the cross and he is dying, he's literally gasping for breath. He's literally fighting for air. He is dying of asphyxiation. And so when he says these last seven things from the cross, or from you know Mount Calvary, from Golgotha, these are seven very important things. And one of these seven things that Jesus says with his last breaths from the cross, is he looks, it's in John's Gospel, John chapter 19, where Jesus it says that when he saw his mother and the disciple there whom he loved. Now, here's a little thing. The disciple whom he loved is, has always been traditionally understood to be John himself, the guy who wrote the Gospel of John. And throughout the course of the Gospel, John refers to himself as the beloved disciple. He says, when Jesus saw his mother there and the disciple there whom he loved, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Woman, what's that mean? Woman is the title. It's not a title of, of derision. It's not a, it's not a demotion. Woman refers back to Eve. Eve is what? The mother of all the living. That's called Eve, the mother of all the living, that first woman. So Jesus is saying, woman, Eve, now the mother of all the redeemed. Eve, or woman, there is your son. And then he said to the disciple, behold your mother. Now this is so important. This is super important for us. Um, again, why did, G why did John refer to himself as the beloved disciple? Well, one, we think like maybe because of humility, like just like I'm going to put myself kind of in the background. I was there, but I don't need to accent the fact that it was me there. Secondly, because of a deeper meaning, the deeper meaning being that from the cross, Jesus says to his beloved disciple, there's your mother, which means anyone who's my beloved disciple, Jesus is implicitly saying, anyone who is a disciple of mine, whom I love, my mom is your mom. If you're going to be my disciple, my mom is your mom. And he's saying to his mother, and woman, new Eve, mother of all the redeemed, my beloved disciples are your children. Why do we call Mary our mother? It's because Jesus gave her to us, all disciples, as mom from the cross. You have a mom. You have a earthly mom. You have a mom. You have the church is our mother. But you also have a mom that Jesus himself gave to you from the cross. And so we have to have a relationship with her. That's one of the reasons we have to have a relationship with her. Because Jesus, the one who upheld very, very powerfully um, the roles and responsibilities that children have to their parents and parents have to their children, is also the one who said, okay, my mom's your mom. Is that means we must have a relationship with Mary as our mother. Why? Because the next line in John's Gospel is, and from that hour, 
the disciple took her into his home. He didn't just say, okay, cool. Like, well, Mary's kind of like my mom. I got it. Thanks, Jesus, from the cross. You did that for me. That's really nice. You know, from that hour, he took her into his home. And the beloved disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and one who loved Jesus, also loved Jesus' mom as his own mom. He didn't just have, you know, backstage, or, you know, that kind of on the back shelf, or didn't just have kind of like a, oh, that's a nice little thought. It was, he took her into his home. And that's what we're invited to do as well as disciples of Jesus. As disciples of Jesus, he gave his mom to us as our mom. And if we're going to do what he intends us to do, we must take her into our home as well to have some kind of relationship with her. He is God. He's the source. He's the, he's, he's the one, right? He is the one. But to love the ones Jesus loved is not to take love away from him. It's to multiply. It's to amplify. It's to grow in love. So where's Mary in your life? Is she your mom? Where's Mary in your life? Have you taken her into your home? Where's Mary in your life? Is she the one who just like in the scriptures continually points and says, go to him, go to him, go to him. Do whatever Jesus tells you. Because that's what mom does. She points us to Jesus. For all of us here at Ascension Presents, my name is Father Mike. God bless. Be sure to like, subscribe, and uh, comment. If, what do you think? I mean, I don't know. Share with stuff. Be, be friendly to each other, you guys. We're kind of allowed. Whenever we bring up these like Catholic versus you know non-Catholic kind of topics, people sometimes get a little ramped up. So, hey, be kind. God bless.